The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Um, you know, a lot of things changed this time last year. It was the day that, you know, a public state of emergency uh, was declared. Actually, the evening of tonight, tomorrow was the day. And, um, you know, a number of restrictions put in place leading to all sorts of changes in uh, everyone's world. Uh, Chris Brentlinger-Grant is lead producer of this show. He joins me this afternoon. Hi, Chris. Hey, Jay. How's it going today? I, I'm good. I'm just uh, you kind of reflecting. I can't believe... Well, I want to say I can't believe it's been a year because at moments it's feel like it's been 300 years. But at times, you know, I look to, you know, in my office, I have a window to the left of me and just behind me, I have a, I have a year's worth of scripts. Oh my. Of everything. I've kept all of the scripts over the past year. Oh wow. Here and, and all of the notebooks that I've filled with, you know, all the news conferences, all of that sort of thing. I'm going to dump them somewhere someday. Um, <laughs> but I just, I, I, you know, I, I, I didn't realize what it was going to be like. I didn't realize what it was going to be like uh, in the news world, in the news cycle, um, really starting, you know, this time last year or even a few days prior to that. But what it was going to look like in the in the days and the months ahead, it was it was really overwhelming. And I think it's still overwhelming for a lot of folks. And. And I and I, and I really do think that that is, you know, you look at kind of the secondary the secondary issues that come that have come along with the pandemic we know there's been you know the job losses businesses all of that sort of thing we look at the other side of it though um you know maybe the misdiagnosis or the people who haven't gone to hospitals because they're afraid of covid we look at uh the opioid numbers being higher we look at um you know about uh, maybe death uh you know dying by suicide all of these things and you know mental health aspect of all of this socialization aspect of all of this i think you know, as we as we move out of this, Chris, and into, and I'm going to air quote normal, whatever that's going to look like, there's going to be a lot of reflection and there's going to be a lot of time. And I hope that there is a lot of study done into what we did right, what we did wrong, and um, some of those lingering uh, aspects uh, of this that I think at the time we didn't even realize. Yeah, this is going to be the scientific event uh, in terms of epidemiology. It's going to lead to uh, research down the road in terms of, uh, you know, all, all sorts of things in the realm of history, in the realm of human behavior, in psychiatry. Uh, basically chalk up, you know, the next 40, 60 years for a lot of academia mm-hmm. taking a look at this this place in history. And I would definitely have, have not preferred to have, you know, lived through the past year. You know, if we go back to December, even earlier in, 2019 when when information was emerging if we could go back and just you know click our heels together and say that none (laughs) of this happens a hundred percent everybody would say nothing nothing happens Mm -hmm. at all of course but it is interesting reading about something uh, the magnitude of which covid ultimately became and realizing that we are living in historic times and that these are stories and and the story of how march the 16th for us 
you and me personally came together is one that, you know, grandchildren will, will eventually hear one day. <laughs> and even just reflecting, you were saying in the introduction there, you know, in a lot of ways this past year has flown by. And in a lot of ways, it, it feels like 300 years. For me, it's, it's 65,000 years, right? <laughs> I, I had a different house. I look at uh, some of the things that were most important to me, but, you know, still getting my feet wet here in the community in Edmonton. Yeah. But, but then on the other hand as well, I would look at a show rundown because we keep everything that we have, myself digitally. I know you you have your boreal forest on your table there. <laughs> but, you know, we would do, intervie- we would do interviews, and, and it was almost as if, if you asked me, did that happen a year ago today or this past mm-hmm. December, I would have no idea, even though I was the person who made the call to whoever that person was. So the way that time has been fluctuating, the way that we understand time, the way that we understand ourselves and our our connections mm-hmm. with family members and our friends, whether they're here, abroad, you know, maybe maybe they're in BC, maybe they're in Ontario, but the way yeah. that everything has changed here, it, it's certainly something that researchers, academics, e- even even if we just get to meet up with people again, this is going to be the primary focus for some time. Well, that's it. I had mentioned earlier, I saw a tweet uh, earlier someone had put out and they said, you know what, you ask me to do anything this summer when we're allowed to, if it's going for an ice cream, if it's hiking a side of a mountain, you yeah. want to go paragliding, whatever it is, I'm in, yeah. I will do it because it miss, it miss people. And I think, um, you know, we, we've learned, a, I think in general, humanity has learned uh, a lot about itself i think we have learned a lot about uh, the communities that we live in and as you shrink it down i think you've you've learned a lot about the families that you live in and you've maybe you know taking a taking it a closer look at what is what is really really important to you and what's not i mean you know separating uh you know separating what is it the wheat from the chaff right it's it's yeah. it's it's getting rid of the crap and saying okay you know what this this was this needs to continue to be a priority moving forward and it's not all it's not all you know doldrums it's not all doom and gloom i know yeah, you know people are still people are still getting married they're still having babies they're still celebrating in different ways there's um you know people have lost you know, a hundred pounds, other people are starting on a fitness, like, you know, there has been some pretty amazing successes over the past year as well. And I think the, the biggest success is the fact that, you know, the majority of us have managed to, 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 to come through the other side with this perspective of, Hey, you know what? We did it. And I think, um, you know, before this, if anyone had asked me, what's the biggest story that you've covered in your 30 years of, of broadcasting, I would have said 9-11. Mm-hmm. I, can remember, I can remember the day of 9-11 turning to Linda Steele and saying, oh, my God, I don't think we'll ever see anything like this again. And she looked at me and she said, oh, we better hope we, we, we don't. And, you know, we thought that was such a huge news story. And, of course, it was. And it still resonates to this day, uh, what, 20 years after the fact. But this and the, the impact on the world mm-hmm. as a whole, um, you know, notwithstanding the, the, you know, world wars, I think that this is, is one that um, – will go down absolutely as as you know in our generation uh the biggest story uh 
to be to, that that there was. Yeah, I I think also a, a realization that I had. Of course, you know, you heard my phone probably go off with a notification about probably a, a sports score or whatever. But <laughs> that just goes to show how interconnected we all are, right? And, and we mm-hmm. can do the radio show remotely, but but we can also stay in touch with everybody even if we don't necessarily go farther than three blocks from our house for a couple of months, right? <laughs> And the global village is something you learn about in social studies. For me, it was Socials 11. And just the realization that with the technology that we have now, if we focus a lot of our efforts, instead of watching cats or choosing to argue with people, we could do things far more constructive and and be Mm. a, a lot more in touch with the people that we care about and love if we just take that little bit of effort, right? For me, it's not always the easiest to craft an original message because that's what I do professionally and I put a lot of thought and attention into it. But when I'm not able to go out and see people, I found that very quickly, maybe two, three weeks after the fact, when we realized this isn't just going to be for a month, we're not even going to be back in the studio by May. Uh-huh. Thinking about the ways to best concentrate your energy and then being able to to get your friends and loved ones kind of on the same life wavelength as you and not isolate yourself with the technology yeah. that, that so many of us are, are so fortunate and, and blessed to be able to have now because 2020 was terrible. But, you know, I hate to say it, that was the best possible time for a, an event of this magnitude to happen with just the technology that we have at our fingertips. Mm. Yeah, isn't isn't that the truth, right? I um, I know y- you and I are feeling the same way about you know, missing missing uh, you know loved ones, and I know a lot of folks listening right now are feeling feeling the same way. I haven't seen my folks in uh, in a couple of years. June will mark uh, two years. It's been a long time, and and I'm missing it a lot. Not sure when I'll well get back there. My dad turned 78 this year. My mom just turned uh, 75, and whenever she talks to me, she just says, "Jenny, I just wish you were here. I wish I could see you." And you know, one of the things that she had asked. Um, during all of this was to make sure that I was in more contact. Because my mom would, we, we would go probably a couple of weeks without speaking uh, with okay. each other. That was just our relationship. But over the past number of months, that certainly has changed. It's now a weekly thing, at least a weekly thing. Because I know, I know how much and how important it was to mom. If especially if, especially if we weren't going to be able to see each other. Mom doesn't like FaceTime. My dad does. <laughs> um, but my mom and my stepdad, not a big fan of it. So you know having you know calling her up but it, it's it's just those little um you know making little adapt uh, adapt uh, making little changes adjustments. <laughs> to, to adjustments to 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 make sure that everybody is filling the bucket you know you're filling your bucket maybe you're helping to fill you know your parents bucket by making sure that you call them and it's no skin off your back to actually pick up the phone and do it you know when they want right just all of those little things notes to friends and family you know drive by dropping off gifts on someone's front steps there there has been a lot of of goodwill I would say there's been a lot of crap too but there's been a lot of goodwill that I've witnessed and 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 have been lucky enough to be a part of over the past year yeah anybody tuning in just now I I fully encourage you to check out the interview with Dr. Peter Brindley from the University of Alberta we had him off at the top of the show it's a shameless plug but you can find that wherever you find your podcast but Jay one of the things that he was saying about you've asked a lot of people what they've learned over the past year aside from what the first thing they're going to do but what he said among the things that he learned was oh my train of thought look at that that is gone 
That is gone. I <laughs> don't have okay. that. I don't even have that. It's not even anywhere close to my mind right now. I was looking at the text line. I'm so sorry well, about that. What was he saying? Well, all right, Chris Brentlinger Grant joining me this afternoon as we take a look back at the, the year that has been. Uh, John says, I think this lockdown was a huge learning lesson. I don't blame the government for taking action. We didn't know what was going on or how bad it was going to get. However, I have a huge problem if there's another wave in the autumn and they try to lock us all down again. It's been proven not to be a viable and healthy solution to the general population. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I, I don't think that... We we can keep doing this roller coaster ride, Chris, uh, without a doubt. I mean, it's, uh, I don't think that people would uh, necessarily put up with it again. I don't think that they would at all. I don't think so either, as much as I'd like to, to hope that uh, what, whatever decision is made would be the best one uh, with the best scientific backing, as much as I would like to think that Albertans are going to come together again. Uh, Jay, I will say that if, if this goes into, into the fall and then around Thanksgiving, Christmas time again, I'm very fearful uh, of what we could be seeing, um, the likes of which we didn't even see last year. You know, and, and that, oh, was, yeah. that was tough for a lot of people, um, even people in town not being able to see each other. Uh, I, I, think that, uh, I think that this is a real make or break time. Obviously, I don't have any advanced degrees in epidemiology or virology. We leave the experts to, to give those opinions. But just personally, um, th this is a very uh, anxiety-inducing time. Uh, as if the past 365 days haven't been already, Mm -hmm. This this is the time that I think is is among the most stressful, just because we can see the different paths that we could go down here. Not that there aren't you know fourteen or eighteen distinct paths in terms of distinct recovery <laughs> times, but but this is a time I, I will say that I'll put my name on that I am the most. Um, anxious right now about what the future holds with variant strains oh, yeah. with opposition to some lockdowns with vaccine hesitancy I, I think that it could go anyway and i really hope that uh, in alberta uh, we have the stuff frankly to come through uh, on the other side and, and look back on this uh, fondly because it's been too long already i think yeah, uh, well said, Chris. That's Chris Brentlinger Grant, the lead producer of this show. Thanks for checking in this afternoon, Chris, the day that uh, we got sent home with a bunch of equipment under each arms and said you're going to be doing it from home starting tomorrow. And at that time, we thought, well, maybe it would be a couple of months. <laughs> and here we are uh, a year later. And to be honest with you, no end in sight of being back into the studio, which uh, certainly missed uh, miss that. But we continue to move forward.